I like cute clothes. I like having stylish outfits and I hate shopping. Armoire makes getting dressed easier. Armoire is a clothing rental membership option. And Janet and I recently have both tried it out. And you guys, it is so much fun. You go to their website, you get to take a little quick style quiz, takes five minutes, and then you get presented a list of beautiful clothing, pictures, wonderful clothes that you can pick out and get delivered to your house for you to try and wear in the comfort of your own home without going out and determine what looks cute, put together outfits without investing a ton of money. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off your first month. That is up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash envoys. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E, dot style slash envoys to get 50% off your first month and never have to worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Welcome to On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. We're your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink of buildingboys.net and Janet Allison of boysalive.com. Hey, Jen, I got a question for you. Have you ever heard of esports? Absolutely. Esports. Esports is short for electronic sports. And even if you haven't heard of it yet, a lot of the boys in your life will have. Esports really is just, and I'm putting air quotes around just, competitive video gaming. And that sounds crazy to a lot of adults right now. But this is a big trend that's going on worldwide, not just in America, worldwide. It's picking up steam and it's only going to become bigger in the coming years. So that's why I wanted to talk about it today. If you are raising boys, this is something that is in their orbit and it may soon be in your orbit as well. When you told me about this, I thought about robotics club. Like this is kind of when my kids were in high school, a robotics club was just becoming a thing. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting and brings in a group of kids that might not be participating in athletics, your typical mm-hmm. athletic team. And maybe they aren't singing in the choir like my kids did in the drama department. And so I can imagine that esports which are sanctioned by schools. Am I right about that? So that is starting. So just a a little quick history of esports. And I am far from the worldwide expert on this, but you know, I've written an article, Janet. And when that's out, we'll put it in the show notes. It's not currently published. Esports really started gaining traction over in in the East. So in some of the Asian countries, esports is huge. They will fill stadiums and stadiums watch. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're looking incredulous. Stadiums, they fill stadiums and people watch elite video gamers compete, you know, big screens, everything. It is huge. 
that's kind of where it started. It has migrated this way. They have already um, filled the Staples Center in LA with, uh, with video game tournaments. They have filled Madison Square Gardens with video game tournaments. Esports is projected to become a more than $900 million industry globally per year. So wow. this, is, this is big. And people are predicting that this may very well end up eclipsing like the NFL here in the United States. I can see it happening. You know, less chance for concussion in esports than the NFL. There's been a lot of concern about potential for injury. There's a lot of issues with the NFL. My kids are much more likely to just, you know, check the highlights on their phone than to sit and watch a whole three-hour game. So we'll see what happens. So as this interest in esports has grown, colleges here in the States were the first to get into it. Mm -hmm. And actually, a number of colleges now offer esports scholarships. So yes, your kid can earn a scholarship for video game prowess. That is a thing. The first college to offer a scholarship for esports was the University of California, Irving. And that was in 2016. So not that long ago. Right. Now there are more than 80 public colleges and universities offering scholarships for esports. High schools have seen this happen, and high schools are beginning to offer esports as a student activity, just like they offer football, baseball, drama, choir, as you said. And this past fall, in October of 18, the National Federation of State High School Associations launched their first ever esports season. So, officially sanctioned. Uh, schools playing against other schools, state championships, the whole deal. That is amazing. And I can see some parents out there going, oh my gosh, more reason for them to negotiate more video time because maybe this is surpassing the, I'm going to become a YouTube channel star. And now it's, I'm going to become, I'm going to get a college scholarship for video gaming which is great if that's their interest. It is definitely part of our world. And so bringing them into, bringing it into a sanctioned arena, I think is awesome. I was looking up esports to educate myself a little bit about this. And they were interviewing one competitor that is his, what is it? KDA score is above anyone else's. And I mean, all the acronyms and the stats and the- Wait, you, got, you have I, to explain KDA because I didn't know that one either. So I what is KDA? Kill. Oh, wait a minute. I have to look. <laughs> Kill death ratio. Kill death assist ratio. That's, yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you told me, Janet. <laughs> It is the kill-death-assist ratio, which is just one of the many metrics used to decipher a good player from a bad one. So, you know, our boys started out loving dinosaurs and being able to categorize everything about dinosaurs, and they love sports statistics, and here is another place for them to use that 
logical stat brain that is just so much fun for them to delve into and track different players. And also the other thing that was interesting in this interview is, and and this kid is young, he's probably, he looks like he's about 13 or 14, but his level of sportsmanship and camaraderie and team and helping other players rise to their best and all of the language you could insert any other sport in there and it's here in this interview with this young man so there's a lot to be said for having this as a sanctioned high school activity that's the part that really jumped out to me. I spent time talking to some esports coaches and learning more about it. And the one was totally blunt with me. He had been a hockey coach for 20 years. And so he's got lots of experience working with teenage boys. He's a teacher. And when his school's athletic director, who had gone to a meeting and learned about this first esports season, you know, sanctioned by the state high school associations, said, Hey, esports, do you want to coach an esports team for us? And this, this hockey coach teacher, the first thing he said was, Wait, that's a thing? And coming at this from his history, he was sure, like, this is not a sport. I mean, you're saying esports, but this is not a sport. As he worked with the kids, though, he came to realize that it has all of the benefits of the traditional sports. So, you know, if you think about it, when we as adults talk about the value of something like football for our kids, being involved in football or basketball or hockey in school or on a rec league, we're fully aware that most of our kids are never going to be college athletes and they're certainly not going to be professional athletes. It's really not about what kind of skills they develop physically. On some level, we know that's not the point. The point is what you were just saying. It's teamwork. It's camaraderie. It's learning how to take direction, how to work together to common goals. And this coach was telling me that's exactly what these kids are doing in their esports team. And he also talked about conflict resolution. Just like in um, hockey or in football, there will be a dispute about a play and you know things can get hot. He mm-hmm. said, as a hockey coach, he always told his players, if there is a problem out there, come to me. You let me handle it. Do not fly off the handle out there on the ice. You come to me. He does that same exact thing with his esports kids. And he shared with me an example of a time when there was a dispute over something that, you know, was happening in the game. And so they, they actually have like officials who make judgment calls on things like this. The kids came to him. Um, he took it up with the official. The official made a ruling that was in his team's favor and both teams went on. It sounds like a minor thing, but this stop think about it, talk about it, go to somebody above you. If there is somebody above you, get input and then respect that. What a great conflict resolution skill for our kids to be learning. Mm -hmm. So to give a little bigger picture about how this actually happens, Mm -hmm. I read in your article that the coach of one team in Iowa calls a coach in 
Minnesota and says, hey, we're ready to get online. Is your person there? My person's here. Ready, set, go. And Pretty much. The technology is already in place. And pretty, pretty much. It's an amazing way for kids to be able to take the thing that they've been doing in their bedroom or their living room for all those years and now be interacting with somebody across the country or on the other side of the world and connecting through esports. Now, the school ones are typically not cross-state yet. Often it's like two schools within the same district or it will be um, schools within the same state then rising up to like a state level championship. Mm. But there's no reason why schools can't do this informally as well. You know, even if this is not yet like an official thing in your state, two coaches could easily set this up. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. Babies need to eat. And whether you breastfeed or bottle feed, use formula, combine all of the above, you need options. We wanted to let you know about Byheart Baby Formula. Byheart has a patented protein blend that gets the closest to breast milk. It includes two of the most abundant proteins in breast milk. And Byheart actually ran a clinical trial comparing their formula to a leading infant formula and proved that babies on Byheart have softer poops, less spit up, and easier digestion. Byheart is also the only U.S.-made infant formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk. So if you need baby formula for your baby, consider Byheart. New customers can get 10% off your first order by using code ONBOYS at byheart.com. That's B-Y-H-E-A-R-T dot com slash podcast, and it is 10% off your first order, byheart.com slash podcast. This is a limited time offer, and additional terms and conditions may apply. We all know that vitamins can help fill nutritional gaps in our diet, but a lot of us don't like to take vitamins because we don't like swallowing pills. How do you feel about that, Janet? There's some days that I look at my vitamins and go, yeah, I should take those. I'll do it later. But I'll tell you what's changed. I have gotten easy melt vitamins. I have the D3 and I have the B12s and a multivitamin. And I just pop them in my mouth and they dissolve. And I don't have to think about swallowing a vitamin. And you don't necessarily need water either to have on hand to get this big vitamin now. Yeah, no. And they taste good. And they're sugar-free. They melt quickly. The reason they melt is because of plants, not chemicals. Ah, plant-based nutrition. For a limited time only, you can receive a free, free three-month supply of Easy Melt Vitamin D3 with your first purchase. To claim your free D3, visit try.easymelts.com slash onboys. That's try, T-R-Y dot easymelts, E-Z-M-E-L-T-S dot com forward slash onboys. And some of the coaches I talked to were, were also very frank about the fact that 
the kids knew the games and the technology better than they did. And the one guy I was talking to, he's the tech teacher at the school, but he hasn't done much gaming personally. The kids were more than happy, you know, to school him on the game and to help each other. And that's really what it's about too. People can come in at different levels. So some players are really good at certain things and some maybe haven't played at all, but they help each other get up to speed. And there is this learning to work together to achieve a common goal. So as of right now, the games that most people are playing in esports are a lot of these battle arena games, like League of Legends is a huge one. And people are working together in a team to achieve a common goal. I just found out also that a game that my Sam loves called Farming Simulator, which is pretty much what you might think. It's where it's simulated farming. They are starting an esports league. So it's happening. It's coming for all kinds of things. Have you talked to your sons about this? Of Sam especially? Are they... Sam is excited about that. <laughs> about the farming one, of course. Yeah. Then yeah. I'll have a lawn mowing one too, and he'll they win that might. one. They might. Right? You know, I know it sounds difficult to wrap your head around. So many parents are still of the mindset, like, I need to get my kid off the game system and away from the screen for a while. I really encourage you to open your mind and think this through a little bit more because if this is a thing that your child loves, being resistant to it is going to create distance between you and your son and set you up for conflict. Absolutely. So if you try and understand it and embrace it, that does wonders for your relationship. And if you can find an esports team, and some communities have rec teams too, you're getting your child involved with other kids who share his interest. And maybe for the first time in his life, he's getting this message that this interest of yours is okay. It's valuable. The coaches I talked to commented that one of the big upsides they've seen is that esports tends to draw in kids who were otherwise excluded from the life of the school. Kids who would show up do what they had to do and go home. Mm. And in esports, they found a community, they found camaraderie, and what they were doing had value in the larger school. The other thing that they were pointing out, an advantage of getting it in the schools, is that when this is an officially sanctioned school activity, it falls under the same purview as all of the other school activities. So most schools have, you have to have a certain GPA in order to participate. You have to agree to a code of conduct in order to participate. This applies to esports players as much as it applies to basketball players. And the gentleman I talked to at the National Federation of State High School Associations said they have had reports from schools of kids pulling up their GPA because they want to be on the team. Wow. Right? That's huge. It's also a sport that anybody can do. So often for boys, especially in that 13, 14, 15-year-old range, even if you're coordinated and even if you're talented, if you haven't hit puberty yet, good luck playing basketball, good luck playing football. Esports, your size and your physical strength and doesn't matter. It's more open to more people. And these are mixed gender teams 
girls can play right alongside the boys. It doesn't matter. So it's a much more inclusive activity than a lot of other activities have been as well. So I would challenge our listeners to ask their boys if they are aware of esports, if they want to do some research and find out where there's some esport teams they can join, and just that indication of interest and support from you to your boy instead of, as you said, hassling, negotiating, get off the video games, coming around to it from another angle of, hey, this is kind of interesting. Let's look into this a little bit further. Can go a long ways to strengthening your relationship with your son. And in the end, that's what it's about. The more we can build up our boys, let them know you're okay. You're an awesome person. You have things to offer to the world. We need you. You're valuable. I care about you. Those are the messages that they need to hear. And yes, we do not want boys who only play video games. We still want kids to go outside and play and to get physical activity. You can get those messages across at the same time you support and embrace your son's interest in gaming. And they'll probably be more well-received. Absolutely. Absolutely. If anybody has a son who is currently and actively involved in esports, we would love to hear from you. Leave us a comment, and ideally, I would love to have him on the show. Me too. I'd love to hear more about it. Sounds really interesting and exciting. Now we got to go brush up on our skills, Jen. (laughs) We can make a esports team, you and me. Esports league for middle aged women. It'll be great. Uh, exciting too. (laughs) You know, you mentioned, uh, the KDA before and all these metrics that people use. And this really speaks to the homeschooler in me. You know, I homeschooled for a number of years. And one of the things that I discovered through that was an interest in anything can lead anywhere. A kid who is interested in, in baseball can dig into the history of baseball, the stats of baseball. There's so much there. If a kid interested in gaming wants to learn these ratios and track these metrics, guess what? It's math and it's in context and it has meaning in his life. So don't dismiss whatever his crazy interests are. Embrace them, go with them, find opportunities to facilitate them, and esports might be one for you. Thanks for joining us. We are Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison, and we are here to support you in parenting and teaching tomorrow's men. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.